0: Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. Yeah. All right. Um, um, okay, here we go. <clears throat> and we're live from... No, we're not live. Um, well, we are.
1: We're, not, we're, we're, a, not when, we're alive. Not, not when they hear it, but when we're recording it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um tonight is a very special episode. Um there's probably, I would say that probably half of this episode is going to be for patrons. Um because we are <laughs> in the process of getting intoxicated and our topic for this evening is intoxication itself. So as you can see uh somebody decided to pull out a handle, which I wasn't expecting and I got started about 10 minutes ago and I'm already feeling a little bit of a buzz.
1: Yeah, so I just got back from um, a wine tasting. My daughter turned 21 in prison doing Life Without Parole yesterday. And No one can see her right. Her mama tried. Her mama tried. And um, so uh, tonight we went to a little wine bar in Apex, North Carolina, and did a wine tasting. We have, um, it's supposed to be two-ounce pours, but they tend to be generous, so they're more like three-ounce pours. So a couple of wines, nice. but I haven't eaten since lunch. So a bunch of wine, and then I came home, and I'm just doing some um, shots. You know, sip on it. But yeah. You
0: know. I told Lahayim. 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 I mean. There you go. It's not pronounced Hanukkah.
1: There we Ooh, the burn.
0: Yeah, I'm a big Bernie fan. Um, I told Sarah. I told Sarah before we when we when we made the decision to switch the topic to intoxication, I just thought because it's late we could do it that would be fun, and uh, but I I was I told her I was like if you want to while we're recording go out and get some Ben and Jerry's I wouldn't, <laughs> so I'm hoping to get some uh, Chunky Monkey when when we're done with this little record of ours. So anyway, um, intoxication. We should try to get some uh, get some of the, the topic covered before we start getting really intoxicated, so that uh, that we can save the, the fun incoherency for the for the patrons. But
1: uh, so I, we can address the um, the moral judgment of the name intoxication. Sure, like it it implies that it's toxic right out the gate. And, well, and certainly overuse of alcohol is, but is mild use of alcohol. Anyway, I, um, might, I might be too. I just messaged somebody on on LinkedIn today who got a former co-worker who's like director level when I knew him. So he's either director or VP now. Started somewhere new. And I'm like, if you're looking for someone, I'm getting the, the smell is in the air that it might not be a great place to be anymore. So maybe um, uh, give me a yeah. call. And he checked my LinkedIn profile. Um, after I did, he hasn't replied to me, but he did check my profile, so.
0: Nice. So, as far as, as toxic in intoxication, I always took that as the understanding that, like, even, like, a mild buzz, it's be- we're getting buzzed because it's, it's almost, you know, it, it, I don't know if poison is the right word, but it is. It's depriving you
1: of oxygen to your brain, but it's not. Yeah, you know, but is it poisoning you? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, how many studies say that a certain amount of red wine every day, even, is good for you because of the different things that are in it?
0: Well, and I don't know if you listened when they did it, when they talked about red, that specific statement on um, uh, dear old dads, but they mentioned that that's not that it's actually good for you. It's just that, like, if you're going to drink, drink red wine. Like,
1: well, I'm going to
0: red wine is better than beer or, or are you drinking whiskey is that what that is oh,
1: yeah right now i am i was wine earlier but yeah. it's a, a jim beam apple so it's Ooh. not full on whiskey it's only 32.5 percent alcohol which is 65 percent proof it's not like i'm drinking straight jim beam it's sweet and it's flavored so it'll be more moderate for the podcast so i don't get plastered in five minutes
0: yeah so i have a little bit of we'll do a little story time for intoxication episode Um, I didn't really, I never drank in high school. I like, I literally did not touch. I had not had a drop of alcohol throughout until three weeks before I went off to college. Three weeks before I went off to college, I was, I was with a couple of my friends in at my friend Wes's house. And I was like, Hey, you know, like I'm probably going to drink at college. I should probably like have a little bit here and, you know, so, you know, we got, I think I had a, a shot of Smirnoff, and then I had a Smirnoff ice, and so I was, you know, I got my first little bit of intoxication there, um, but fast fast forward about a month or so, a month and a half maybe, my, my roommate, his older sister would buy alcohol for us, and and she would, like, bring him back to campus, like, she was dropping him off for school, and he'd walk in with his bag, and it would just be alcohol, there was no, like, fresh, or, or laundry, or whatever it was that he did, like, it would look like that was what it was, but it was just seven or eight people's orders of alcohol. And I, being a new drinker and not knowing what I liked yet, asked for a handle of sour apple pucker. Or no, was it sour apple or was it watermelon? I feel like it was sour apple pucker. Which, I don't know if you know what pucker is. Mm-mm. It's uh, It's schnapps. Thing. It's, yeah. it, it's, a, it's like a schnapps brand brand, but it's like, it's something that you would never drink. Like, I guess you could drink schnapps straight, like a little right, bit. You of certainly like
1: a, can, but you do a little shot of it. One, yes. you don't get drunk on it because it's all sugar. No.
0: Yeah. So I walked around the dorm at this party. I ran out of, cause I bought Sprite with, I got a two liter of Sprite and I was like, I'll mix it with Sprite. It'll be, you know, great. But everybody thought that the sprite was just the party sprite, and so my sprite was out in like thirty seconds. The party sprite, and I just had this thing with nothing to mix with it, and so I literally just with with a you know bottle like the size of yours, uh, of of sour apple schnapps, and I have never drank pucker ever again since. I'll do it. So when when did you start drinking?
1: Uh, later than you, I oh, mean right. earlier than you because you were like, you know, five, but later than you uh, relative, relatively, I um didn't drink at all in high school mm-hmm. and like maybe I, I stole a sip of beer or two from my brother who was in college when he visited, but he drank good beer, I mean relatively good beer for the time, St. Pauli Girl in Carlsberg, so it was way too strong for a first beer, so it was like disgusting to me, like, I got to take a sip and pour the rest down the sink.
0: It was like taking a sip of Guinness or something?
1: Yeah, oh, well, Guinness would be much easier. Finish you know, so oh, easier, yeah. And um but then I went to Europe for the summer and I still didn't drink in Europe, but in Europe it seemed impossible to get flat water, like water was with gas every time, so it's carbonated water all the time, mineral water, but carbonated. So by the time I got and I never liked seltzer growing up, but a summer of not having a choice but to drink it, I got used to it. And then when I started college and Someone who offered me like a bud and I drank it. I'm like, this is no different than seltzer. <laughs> like, this is the same thing. So I would have one or two. Like, we'd go to a strip club that didn't check IDs in Brooklyn and have a Budweiser or two while we were watching really bad strippers. Um, but still What's the tri- difference
0: between bad strippers and good strippers?
1: Good strippers are attractive. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Someone maybe have come mm. over with a Russian accent. You're a good looking boy. Do you like to see what you see?
0: Okay. Honestly, any ac- any Russian yeah. accent with that voice. You, there's plenty of women that are, are that have a Russian accent where you would be like, "Oh yeah, oh I do have a good porn story for you." <laughs> no, um,
1: but then Christmas of the after my first semester of college went to visit my brother in California. A night, and I turned 18 in November of my of my my freshman year of college. So I started college as a 17 year old, just because I have a late birthday, and visiting my brother, having just turned 18, uh, he was like, "You're in a fraternity." You've started drinking, you're going to be getting drunk. You're getting drunk with me first. So, the week I was with him, I got drunk, I think, three or four times over that one week. Uh, the first time being playing drinking games, drinking Molson Golden and Moosehead beer. So, strong Canadian beers. And I had like a six pack. I drank like six playing drinking games. Didn't realize how drunk I was till I got up to try to go to the bathroom and my legs were fucking lead. And uh, I remember him and his roommate's roommate was going skiing the next day and staying up all night because they were leaving like three or four in the morning, and they were talking about the nature of love. And I had at eighteen insight to the nature of love, and I literally crawled up the stairs to join their conversation because I couldn't walk. And a couple, like the a, year
0: that you turned eighteen, I think the power of love was a big was a big part of that year, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Power Wouldn't of love would, a, probably came out the, pre- the,
1: the previous spring, probably yeah. Ooh, power! And I, um, and like, like a night or two later, we, um, my my brother just started brewing his own beer. And speaking mm-hmm. of Guinness, he brewed a porter. And so we drank. Um, I was calling it brother brew. He was calling it Lee's beer. And um, we drank a lot of beer, got very drunk. And we watched. We, he had just gotten his first uh, CD player because this was the eighties, and he had the CD of Big Chill soundtrack in the movie. And we were just listening to the same thing, oh, the whole soundtrack over and over again, drinking. And then, um, track eleven, I think, was Martha and the Vandellas dancing in the streets. And the David Bowie Mick Jagger video had just come out, so we started reenacting the video, like we we're in his living room dancing the video.
0: I'm familiar with that from my mom's sweating with sweating to the oldies.
1: Woohoo! That was me sweating to the oldies.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, yeah. So my first drinking was with my brother. And like I think one, one night we were there, we went to a party and got drunk. And he made me drive drunk because I was less drunk than him. So it made sense for me to drive his car, which was a stick, which I didn't drive a stick because I'm from New York. And I drove it like like, one, like, like the afternoon before whatever. He had taken me for a drive around the parking lot of his company to try to learn how to drive it and uh, did crap. But driving drunk, I drove fairly well because I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to do anything wrong with people seeing me, so I drove better under pressure. Nice.
0: Under pressure, different every everybody's on.
1: Yeah, so. another boeing queen. Yeah. Yeah, so, but then I drank a hell of a lot. I, I didn't drink a lot in my fraternity in Brooklyn. Really. I drank occasionally. When I moved to North Carolina, I got drunk, I don't know, three or four times a week. And then, of course, all three nights on the weekend.
0: Anyway, back to intoxication.
1: So I don't drink a lot anymore. I mean, I drink wine regularly, but like I don't drink a lot of wine. I drink a glass of wine or two. And I'm a big guy and I usually drink with food. The last time I was really drunk was New Year's Eve a couple of years ago. We were out in a neighbor, in a neighbor's fire pit and we were drinking all night, you know, beer, wine, whatever, all night. And then champagne around midnight, like a bunch of champagne. And somebody broke out whiskey and we drank a couple of shots of whiskey. And then someone else said, oh, I have better whiskey. And went back to his house and brought up better whiskey. And my wife and I did a shot, and then it hit me. Oh, crap. We've done, like, three shots in, like, 15 minutes after drinking all night. This is not good. So we, we were literally next door, and I said, like, honey, we're going home. She's like, no, I'm having fun. Like, we're going home. And I dragged her in the house, and literally we walked through the door, and our legs turned to rubber, and we fell to our knees. Like, we had to crawl through the house. We, it all hit us so
0: hard. It was like that scene in Wolf of Wall Street. i have the phone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly like that, except in our house.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it hit really hard.
0: It was like I fucking we, we, love that scene. That's a Quaalude specific thing, yeah. I think. But yeah.
1: So, do you have a test for when you know that you're getting on that line of going from buzz to drunk? A personal way to evaluate yourself
0: with, with alcohol, I. I go. I get like I can literally drink a drink, and I'm pretty. I would say I'm drunk enough that I shouldn't drive. Like I'm drunk. I have very little tolerance. Um, I don't like drinking enough, and so I don't. I never did it with any consistency. Also, when I drink, because I hate the taste of beer, and I I basically drink like really sugary shit. So like,
1: like this Jim Beam apple.
0: Yeah, but I'll but I would mix like that Jim Beam apple with like a Coke or something. And or, or you know, or I'll get like a whiskey sour or something that is going to, or an amaretto sour where I'm gonna like, I'm getting sugar as quickly as I'm getting alcohol, and so yeah, I end up. I'm with looking like,
1: for what else, what else do I have on my shelf that's not so sweet? So oh yeah.
0: So no, I end up getting. I, I I get. Basically, that line between buzzed and drunk, I'm on that line at one drink. Who's talking to you?
1: My wife offering me food, but then I won't get drunk as fast.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you, I don't care. Uh, um. So anyway, uh, what was I saying? This is gonna ha- this is gonna happen more and more. Just so you know. <laughs> um,
1: sugary thing is too sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. So my stomach. So like, I feel like, oh, if I keep like, I can get about three drinks in, and I'm very drunk. But I'm also like, I know that I'm going to just feel shitty from my stomach hurting if I drink any more. You know, I I might be able to go as much as five drinks if it's like a margarita or something that's not super sugary. But like, if I go like um, Amaretto Sours, it's like three and I'm done.
1: When I first moved to North Carolina, I needed to find a place to live. So I already belonged to my fraternity from the New York chapter, but there was no empty slot in the fraternity house. So there was one guy who was behind on his rent and dues and they offered to kick him out to make a slot for me. And I'm like, Oh no, this is not a way to make friends and influence people. You know, kicked out one guy so I could live here. And there's one guy who just dropped out of an upperclassman who just dropped out of school and he was looking for an apartment. And So we, we went in together and got an apartment together. It turned out he's an alcoholic. Um, like literally, like his dad had died from alcoholism like lost his high powered sales job and kicked out of the house and died on the streets from from alcohol abuse and um, his mom would send him snippets of news articles about how it's genetic all the time and he yeah. did tons of coke so he would do tons of coke and then drink tons of alcohol i would come home and have no idea he mostly drank beer and i would have no idea how much beer he drank until i checked how much was left because he'd buy a case of bush light ugh, every day and i'd have to see what was left to know if he drank two or ten because there was no way to tell and uh but at parties, he would drink bourbon and water, and he was like, "Matthew, you have to learn how to drink bourbon and water. That's what we drink in this fraternity. We drink bourbon and water." Yeah, everyone who graduated the semester before drank bourbon and water. So I learned to drink bourbon and water because that's what Pete drank. But like nobody else drank that. But I went home Christmas break, back to my fraternity in Brooklyn, because I had transferred down after two semester, two two years, and uh, go out to a club, and I get a bourbon and water because that's what I'm used to drinking. And one of my fraternity brothers comes over and thinks it's like ginger ale, and and in the Brooklyn, we all just drank beer. Nobody drank mixed drinks at all, or you know, highballs or anything. So he grabs my bourbon and drinks and goes, what the fuck is this shit? That's, that's what we call a drink here in a bar.
0: <laughs> nice. So you said you mentioned Coke um, or cocaine. Uh, i That's what you meant when you I said did, I did, uh, Coke and drinking. Because yes, okay. I realized afterwards he would people do at, mix Coke.
1: And... He would wake me up at three in the morning to get up, get up. I'm like, what the hell? Is the apartment on fire? No, I'm wired. I want to talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I, b- people, never people never believe me when I say this. I think you probably will. But, more, like, I tell people, and they're like, you got to be crazy. Other than weed and prescription drugs, and I have never seen illegal drugs. I've seen signs of illegal drug activity, and I've seen remnants of illegal drug activity, but I've, and I'm sure I've been in the room with people who've had coke in their pocket, but I've not ne- like I've never seen it. So like people talk about it, and and um, and I just have no idea what they're talk- like. Like I don't know. Like I've seen I've seen people that are high. That's not a marijuana high, and so I can tell that.
1: But I can't I know that specifically I ever saw say.
0: Pete,
1: oh, I don't know that I ever saw Pete doing coke. I mean, we had yeah. we called our shingle, which was like the the, the certificate of being initiated in the fraternity. Know, and you yeah. get it framed and his frame was covered in razor blade marks because he used it like a mirror to cut lines so I mean clearly he was doing coke but I don't know that I ever walked in on him actually doing the coke
0: oh yeah I so I you know I didn't drink in high school and I didn't smoke in high school um, like smoke cigarettes or weed um, and, and so I the other thing that, that comes up for me or used to come up for me a lot you, actually it still comes up these every once in a while i don't understand measurements of marijuana because ah, it's a metric well no because because <laughs> like i just don't know what a lot is you know like so i got pulled over when i was like 17 no i guess it would have been 18 because because the the yeah i was definitely 18 but i was pulled over with two friends in the car it was like seven o'clock we were leaving play practice at high school <laughs> And it's theater nerds, pull- the
1: worst people in the world.
0: Yeah, we got pulled over for having a headlight out. And the cop, you know, going to harass some teenagers. And so he starts asking me if I have a, a dime bag or a nickel bag. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, sir. And he then he thinks I'm being smart ass. And he gets like, get out of the car. I got like full pat down. Um, and I wasn't used to it then. Now I'm used to it because every single time I go to the to the airport, I get pat down. Um, Requested, Yeah. No. Fun fact is, I have a set of underwear that has this little, what looks like almost a wooden button. I don't know what the button's made of, but it's harder than, it's not clearly plastic, but it's got a button on the fly. So I've gotten, every single time I've worn these underwear through the scanner, you know, the body scanner has like a little red spot wherever it is, and it's always at my dick. And I've been saying to Sarah that for like a year and we're at the airport about a month ago and she goes through the scanner before me and then I go through and I'm getting the pat down and she I, she's texting me and I got my Apple watch on so I can see the text so I'm like you know and I do like one <laughs> of these and it's uh and her text is text is just big dick energy like like
1: <laughs> you know you could wear a I, different pair of underwear when you're going to the airport. Just saying.
0: I, I understand but I like it. Um I like people thinking that. Yeah. No. no. It's
1: like the story of the hunter who goes out and gets raped by a gorilla and so he goes out the next time with a bigger gun and the gorilla knocks the gun out of his hand and rapes him again and then he gets like a entourage of people and he goes out and the gorilla just rips through everybody knocks the gun out of his hand, throws him on the ground and goes, you don't come here for the hunting, do you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking myself. You go to
1: the airport for the pat-down. I
0: was thinking more that I was like spinal tap than than a a gorilla rape victim. (laughs) Can you hear Logan screaming? Jesus Christ. I put pillows I on the door, like the foot of the door here. I, don't, I put pillows there for the last six <laughs> weeks, and you still can hear fucking everything he says. But, um, entire, you're gonna have to start leading in a minute because <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling it.
1: Uh, so, uh, just my, do a marathon. <laughs> my my favorite drunk wife story. Yeah. When, when we were dating. We went to Myrtle Beach for a fraternity formal weekend, and we brought, I brought a bottle of Cuervo 1800, which, if you don't drink tequila, is a, one of the more expensive tequilas for a college student, at least. You know, mostly, like, you can get mezcal for, you know, $5 a bottle back then. This was, like, $20 a bottle, and it was a nicer tequila, not what usually drank around the fraternity house, and um, I said to her, here's what we'll do. Every half an hour or so, we'll come back to the room and we'll do a shot. So we'll get drunk as the night goes on, and it'll be a good time, but we won't overdo it. And that's what I did with her. What she did was slip away from me every 10 or 15 minutes and find one of my fraternity brothers and say, we have tequila in our room. You want some? So she was doing two to three shots for every shot that I had because she was going back to my room with my brothers and doing shots. (laughs) Nice. By like I just midnight or one, she was so plastered; it was ridiculous. Like she was, cold. she couldn't walk straight. And so we went back to well, that, her, went back. To that's our, a
0: good reason at a frat house uh, compared was, to. This, well, this reasons. was in a
1: hotel in uh you know, oh. in, in in Myrtle Beach, and then we went um went back went back to our room, and she was so drunk. I was like, helping her back, and I'm like, "Let me give you some like Al- Alka-Seltzer or something like that, because she's already feeling sick. I'm, like you're gonna have a terrible night." And so I make Alka-Seltzer for her and. The water in the Myrtle Beach Hotel was like slimy. It was like terrible water. And so she's trying to drink it. She's leaning against the wall. And then she just slowly, like her legs just slipped out from under her. And she slowly slid down the wall and just passed out. And her glass just spilled. And the Alka-Seltzer is going down. It was like a scene from a horror movie watching the Alka-Seltzer spill, you know, creep across the room. It was a, It was a fun weekend
0: correct me if i just said this but um i while you were telling your Madhavi stories i was texting sarah if i could tell a drunk sarah story i and got a dirt, I, about...
1: I got a dirty look from Madhavi while i was telling her drunk madvie <laughs> well
0: and i and, and then i realized she didn't respond because she's probably playing fortnite but i realized that like as you were telling your story as i, I said that before when you said you were going to tell a Madhavi story and then while you were telling your story i sent back never mind uh your drunk stories are like, like my wife got so drunk fucking, and did
1: nothing bad,
0: yeah. Just, no, well, Sarah didn't do anything bad, but like she would be so fucking like, mad if I told one of her stories after she heard that story.
1: <laughs> Mild story, my like wife, drank too like, much. Oh,
0: yeah. So, so, yeah, so we're, we won't be telling any Sarah drunk stories.
1: Um, I, my one of my fraternity brothers got was really, really drunk and he was in the Connect even his girlfriend with the connecting room from ours, and he's banging on the connecting door at like three in the morning. We're fast asleep. I wake up, like, what the fuck? And he's banging on the door. And I, I whip the door, the connecting door open, and he's standing there, and he has a pretzel in his hand. He's like, "Want a pretzel?" Thank you. And snatched out of his hand and slammed the door and
0: locked. Nice.
1: Matthew and I cannot eat pretzels without referencing that for since 1987.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was not getting drunk in 1987 because I would have been three years old.
1: Actually, it was probably 88 because it was 87. We we started dating in
0: 87, but the weekend was um, Valentine's, so it would have been Valentine's 88. So you guys have been together. I just want to put this into perspective, and maybe as this is obnoxious because I'm drunk um, or intoxicated. I mean, <laughs> but the word uh, of choice. You you and you and Madavi have been together longer than Sarah's been alive. Did you know that? Like, I, I've i been alive longer, but Sarah was born in 88. We, so...
1: We, be, we met in August of 87. We always consider Labor Day our... We're actually dating, not just went out a couple of times.
0: Sure. So, you were dating a full year before she was born, because she was born September twelfth, nineteen 1988.
1: Yeah, so, so Labor Day of 88, no. <laughs> we were driving up to... um King's Dominion with to meet a bunch of our friends and they all flaked. And while we were driving, I was like, "Hey, six more hours and we'll be in New York." So we just drove to New York together. And we decided we've been dating about a year. We should celebrate this as our one-year dating anniversary. We didn't know the real date yeah. was, and so that became our dating anniversary. Just Labor Day weekend, whatever the date happened to be. I have, I'm eating some potato chips, so, so I have something in my system that I haven't eaten since twelve thirty.
0: This doesn't work the same way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know, but this does.
0: <laughs> yeah. I did eat a bunch, uh, although I could really use some Ben and Jerry's. I'm just gonna.
1: I met one of them. I don't know which one. When I was at Glaxo, we had one of them come speak about how you can become rich and do and be super successful while still being moral and a good person. And they talked about all the charity things they did and all the like, all the brownies that they use, like for all their things that have brownies come. Or at least at that time, came from one bakery that only hired ex-cons that were in Halfway House and looking for a job to get in the back of the society. Like they read about this place and said, That sounds like a really great place. And they went to them and said, What can you make the most of? And they were like, brownies, like we are only buying our brownies from you because we want to support you in doing your mission.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, it's like we have to buy brownies from someone. We can buy it from a giant factory or we can buy it from someone who's doing good.
0: So Uh, have you, have you ever been to either of the Ben and Jerry's factories? No. Okay.
1: I've been to the Ben and Jerry's that used to be on Hillsborough Street and the one that used to be in Chapel Hill. One
0: of the, that's still on Hillsborough, I think. That's the one that's across from, um, what's the M college? It's all, it used to be all girls.
1: Well, Meredith is still all girls. Meredith is still all girls. But um, right. yeah, I've been to that one too. That's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of there was one. Is by that N-
0: Hillsboro though?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is accurate. There's, I was thinking of the one right. that, oh, by, yeah. that was by NC State when I was in college. But um, that, but but yeah, there is one across the street by Playmakers Building, the building. Um, yeah. across the street from Meredith Meredith is yep. still old girls. It's Peace that went, went co-ed, which Peace gotcha. was gotcha. old girls, but became
0: co-ed. A, a coworker of mine went to Meredith and she has explained it to me at least four times and I can, and, and I'm like, it was all girls, (laughs) right? Yeah. So I get, yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. There's our fraternity tradition was if you made the mistake as I did uh, of giving a lavalier to your girlfriend, which was like a charm of your fraternity letters, which was not quite as serious as pinning them, which was like saying we're going to get engaged when we get, when when we graduate, but it's like more than going steady kind of thing. Like, like we are serious, serious, um,
0: it's like Ma, it's like the it's like the <clears throat> Thai food spiciness scale. Yeah, it's a dating.
1: Three. It's a three.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: and um, <laughs> we uh,
0: well, married's a five, engaged is a four, pinning would be a three. This would be a two, and dating is a one.
1: Right? Yeah, and so I gave my lovely lavalier when we were out to dinner one night. The next night, I had to invite her to dinner at the fraternity house, and my brother and his girlfriend were visiting, so they came too. And during the course of the dinner, I was attacked as planned. Um, By my fraternity brothers who dragged me out to the car, drove to Meredith, stripped me down to my underwear. They have a duck pond in Meredith with like a gazebo in the middle. So I got to the gazebo, strip you down to your underwear and throw you into the pond, which is like a three inch layer of duck shit floating on top of the pond. Um, That's your reward for being in love in my fraternity. So uh, so in front of my brother and his girlfriend and Madhavi, um, I I had that wonderful ritual performed. If I had made the mistake of getting pinned while being an undergrad, which I didn't, I pinned her after we graduated, when we decided to get married. The...
0: Every time you say it, I, I remember that you explained it, but it takes me a second, and I'm like, he pinned her? Yeah. But giving her we're entering phase pin, two. We're entering phase two of
1: Yeah, for, for, for giving her a pin, you would be dragged out to the sorority house, staked out and tied down to stakes in front of the fraternity house, stripped naked, have ice water water, pour it on your genitals so you will be in your least impressive state and then we would, the fraternal brothers would sing, you've lost that loving feeling from Top Gun um, from the, or the Everly Brothers, depending how old you are, and until the girls from the sorority would come out and see you staked out there naked and shriveled up from ice water. So I, I didn't do Unless that. Unless you right have an there, ice
0: water too. fetish and it makes you hard and then boom yeah. shrinkage cancelled out. Yeah,
1: But since you were getting pinned, it didn't really make a difference if you impressed the girls in the sorority or not, because you were done with them. Had Mexican food, not a good scene.
0: Oh my god, Um it
1: could be worse. I, I, could have been Indian food.
0: <laughs> so, Indian food does actually give me that effect sometimes if it's too spicy or because I get like stuff with a lot of creamy kind of stuff in it, and I'm and I'm lactose intolerant, so that's probably why. So like I butter don't blame, ch- get butter chicken. I, yeah, exactly. I don't blame the food. I just assume not to be disgusting, but I just, like. there's certain foods that just do that, and I if I like them, I go for it anyway. But uh Mexican does not do that typically for me, and so whenever, especially like Taco Bell, everyone likes to talk about getting the shits from Taco Bell, and and ooh, Taco Bell does sound good. Um, <laughs> Taco Bell. What was I saying?
1: You're saying you'd uh, like some Taco Bell. With I Hen think and this grains. might be where we
0: go. Uh, yes. Okay. Taco Bell does not give me the runs, and I can't understand why I give anybody yeah. the runs because it's so basic. No runs. order. It is the ground. It's ground beef with the like store, the grocery store seasoning packet. It's like literally shredded cheese, shredded lettuce from like the grocery store, and. And maybe, maybe a... You have had beans, right, though? I don't think I've ever had beans. Maybe on the burrito. Yeah. But unlike tacos... Like, the tacos are super basic. Right? The tacos are legitimately just what you would buy. I probably buy have yet. been
1: to Taco Bell less than five times in my 56 years of life. There oh. wasn't one in Brooklyn when I was growing up. They were on Long Island, but they weren't in Brooklyn. So I never... It was never part of my, my experience growing up. So it's never been a thing where I've craved... Coc- and... And there's so much good Mexican food. I like good Mexican yes. food, so I don't need to go to crap
0: Mexican food. Well, here there's very good Mexican food, and I would imagine in New York there's good everything. I
1: didn't food. do a lot of Mexican in New York, really. There was Chi-Chi's, oh. and Chi-Chi's was, you know, decent. Like, like we got a taco at Chi-Chi's. It wasn't ground meat. It was, like, shredded beef, so it was decently yeah. chain shit. And, of course, here there's so much Me- so many Mexicans because of the agriculture here. There's so many good, yeah. authentic Mex- Mexican restaurants. Really good, yeah. yeah. This place is near my office where I used to have to go with my friend Leonard Hernandez um, because he would translate the Spanish because there was no English anywhere in the restaurant. Like I didn't know anything was unless he translated.
0: Yeah. I really like Tex-Mex too. Um, And we have some good Tex-Mex spots. And what is it called when it's California and Mexico mixed food? Like Baja. Baja. Yeah. I like that. I like,
1: that's where Mexican burritos. Well come those from. Ones burritos, that I, like I think every from,
0: variation.
1: I think burritos come from San Diego. Like they weren't even a original. San French, Diego. San
0: Diego. I'm sorry. French for a whale's vagina. Of course. You know what I'm talking about? Anchorman. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. San Diego. I was like, Fuck for a you. second, Fuck I was like, you, like,
1: you San Diego.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> we um. I was in an improv show once where, for some reason, I I. In reference that we were entering uh Gaping Vagina, Arizona, like it was this town in Arizona, Gaping Vagina, yeah. And it became a running gag with us that so would come up all the time. Where are you from, Gaping Vagina?
0: It's like Fuquay Vagina or Fuquay Verena.
1: yeah. They're very close to each other,
0: yeah. Um, so you are you familiar with Worcester?
1: Uh, yeah, it's the town in Massachusetts that only na- natives know how to pronounce. You're okay. good.
0: Town is not correct. It's a city. Oh, it's the, ooh, second, the, 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 the second biggest city in New England. It's mm. bigger than Providence.
1: Um, Sorry, I'm from Brooklyn, which is the fourth largest city in the world, and it's not a city. It's just part of New York. Yeah,
0: I don't
1: know. my my judgment so, my, is off on what's a city and what's a town. If it doesn't have 10 million it's, people, it's,
0: it's, it's structure. It's not. not I understand. I, it's got a city council, from, not a town council. I, I understand framing. Framingham, Massachusetts, at one point, which is where I went to high school, and I, I, I really, yes, I've been, Framingham, I've been to Framingham, nice. Framingham uh... was the largest town in America for a long time because it was it was a city except it didn't have a mayor, and so like, I mean, but like size wise, it compared to the area, it was like a you know it was an actual city.
1: So when you were a little child in Framingham, <clears throat> I my before I. Hello. We we just gonna walk across. And um, before I transferred to NC State and met my wife, um, I went to a school called Polytechnic uh, Institute of New York in Brooklyn. But um, we had a branch that was Framingham, Long Island. And then I had a, a friend in school who was from Nashua, New Hampshire. And she was like, there's a Framingham Massachusetts. And I went to visit her in New Hampshire once. And we went to Framingham, Massachusetts just because we thought it was funny that there was a Framingham in Long Island that we were in the Massachusetts. Apartment. Yeah. It was so humorous. And then like, that, then humorous. she dropped me off at my friend. A friend of mine went to, Bra- went to Brandeis. And she was dropping me off at his um,
0: apartment. Yeah. So I grew up. we uh, or, or not grew up. I lived for several years like right near Brandeis because I lived in Waltham uh, I
1: had dinner at the Ground Round
0: by, Fra- by Brandeis. It was very nice. I think I've had dinner there. Maybe the same night, but you probably weren't hanging out with like you were, You were
1: having the kids. Whatever. It was funny. I ran into a girl I knew from high school, and she was like, do you go to Brandeis? As if that's the only reason you could possibly be in that area. I'm like, there's a 400 universities in Massachusetts. It's like, that's the only one.
0: That's true. But but
1: I was with my... Uh,
0: uh, it's uh, a Jewish. It's <laughs> the only Jewish one. Right. I was with, and so she was probably being anti-Semitic.
1: Yeah. Well, no, she was Jewish. <laughs> Um, and the guy was I was probably... visit- the guy I was visiting was Jewish. It's probably a reasonable assumption. I'm at Brandeis. You must be Brandeis yeah. too. But I was yes. there with a friend from my school and her best friend from home in in the area, and they're both. Um, uh, well, one of them was Chinese, mainland China. The other was um, half Taiwanese, half American, uh, white American. And uh, like, and uh, I was with both of them. And while we're talking, they came up behind me on either side of me, and I'm like, no. I- I'm not from Brandeis, I just met these two girls at a party in New York and they invited me back here for the weekend with the two of them. And they looked at me and they looked at her and they both took an arm and kind of cuddled up against me and played up for it. And she was like, I was like, I gotta go. And we walked off together. And they were like, you're so lucky we chose to make you look good instead of make you look bad.
0: (laughs) So how are you on on a scale of one to shit-faced? What do you think? would?
1: So when I asked you earlier, and we, we got off topic, imagine that you have a test to know if you're intoxicated, or if you're getting there, yeah. my, text, my test is how numb is my lips. Like if I bite on my lips, so I feel them getting number. And they're a little numb. They're getting there.
0: Nice. I would say that I'm, in the last 10 minutes, I went from like, I think a four, like, like a, no, like a two. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a 10 scale, right? Two, to maybe like a, I think I'm probably like at a solid seven right now. So, I jumped a lot. Um, There's a good chance that I could get up to a nine. (laughs) No. Uh, Okay.
1: I found a less sweet whiskey I can switch to. So, I'm going to switch to um, Evan Williams, just Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. Uh, Not a a high sugar content like this apple stuff. Apple stuff is good when you're sober. We'll go to real bourbon
0: after this. Bourbon. I have bourbon downstairs. I just drank the rest of the Coke, though. So I'm not drinking bourbon.
1: Yeah, strength. I don't drink Coke. I don't like Coke.
0: I'm not a Coke nope. person. You a Pepsi person?
1: Diet Pepsi these days because I'm a fat pig. But yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I mean, have you... I have a um, Soda Stream, so I buy Pepsi Zero syrup and make my own Pepsi Zero. Well, no, I didn't drink until I was 18, which was almost legal for me. Because when I was 17, 18 was the drinking age. Before, since my birthday is late in the year, it switched to 19 the year I turned 18 before I turned 18. So all my friends could drink and they were grandfathered in when the, when the drinking age changed, but I couldn't drink. Is
0: that then, here or in New York? In New
1: York. And then oh. when I turned, by the time I turned 19, it had moved to 21. So I couldn't legally drink until 21, but all my friends were drinking at 18. Um as I that's said I started been. drinking at 18 just not a lot.
0: Yeah. I just want to point out for the ladies both, that both. are that we want to get a lot of ladies listening to this podcast but, or or watching. Watching is more important for this particular thing but I did chapstick the way you like it. Um that's the way I do it. Uh not you Matthew, women. Okay. Women have a speci- specific way and like lots of guys go and they fucking hate it. You got to go across the bottom and then
1: and then take a piece of paper and of the napkin.
0: No, that's just if you have lipstick. Oh, lipstick. I'm doing chapstick. Doing not, say no real difference. I mean, just like I'm not doing it to be pretty, I'm doing it because my lips fucking hurt. Yeah, you are cherry lip chapstick. I know how you are. This isn't cherry. This is because they're in a, they're a sponsor of the show. Uh, this is strawberry ice pop.
1: Oh, strawberry ice pop, much more masculine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to defame yeah. you.
0: Uh whenever we talk about stuff, I always say that Logan's the alpha in the house. Except I don't believe in alphas, but.
1: So scientifically, I've seen two different things about alphas. One saying that a lot of the shit that we think of as alpha male is bullshit that like white, you know, men, zoologists created based on their interpretation of what they saw in the animal kingdom. And it's not even accurate. Well, and the other that an alpha male in some in pack animals would be the one who takes care of all the other ones, not the one who's the toughest. Like their job is to protect <clears throat> the weaker ones, yeah. not takes very hard over. Like yeah. like there's alphas in pack animals, but people see it in like, well, you know, we're descended from the apes, and the apes are you know are are alphas, and it's like not not really. Like our closest relative is bonobos, and women are in charge in bonobo society.
0: Yeah. So, I did hear a thing, and I'm going to totally screw it up. Nice. Um, Alphas, the original, originally the the guy who came up with the idea of alphas referenced the wolves, right? And alpha wolves. And then, as he did more research, he really, you know, he, he really, like, had to start trying to explain to people, like, no, like, wolves aren't alphas. I was wrong. What I was defining was wrong. Yeah. And there was some animal that was like closely to what he originally defined as an alpha. But I think it was something that was
1: it was house cats.
0: I think it was sloths or something. Like it was some random, like not like unimpressive animal to see, but like something that guys aren't gonna want like I'm a I'm an alpha sloth. I
1: hang upside down and use my sharp nails to eat
0: fruit. Yep. And I take forever at the DMV. Did you ever see that
1: movie? Uh, Zootopia, I'm with you. Yeah. Flash. Yeah, every, His name every, was Flash.
0: Every, every was it Flash? That's cute. Every fucking reference I make, you're like, got it, got it. So here's the thing I miss Then I mention one black person rapping and you're like, Uh, if it's not the Sugar Hill gang, <laughs> I don't fucking know it. you sound like my you sound like uh, I was gonna say like my parents because
1: I'm closer you're... to your parents' age <laughs> than yours.
0: Yeah. Are we going for a little bit longer? Do you, I mean, we got to. We got to make sure that there's a good amount we can.
1: Actually there's enough answer. for the general
0: feed. So we should probably do another five minutes at least after the hour.
1: Yeah. Somehow the, the screen and the cat went across the screen. My screen got messed up, and now I don't see the the data feed anymore about how long we've been recording. That like, got off the screen. I don't know how the cat did it, so I can't fix it.
0: Oh, we're at fifty-five minutes. So we're at like twenty-five minutes. <laughs> on a feasible podcast. So.
1: so, The Drunkest oh. I Ever Was by Matthew Cravat. Yes. When I was in college, I was in college, so it's a long time ago, but I was very drunk. I, my wife worked second shift at a company, so she didn't come to fraternity parties. She dropped out of school, um, and she didn't, because she hated classes, but she got a job, and she worked an adult job, and she worked second shift in a computer lab in RTP, and so she would come to parties Friday night at like um, 11 p.m. or something like that. You know, maybe, maybe she got off maybe at 10. And she and she like she worked like two to 10. And she she'd come like at 11. She'd make it back to the party. So I'd be pretty drunk by the time she came. And this one time, there was this girl we used to call a scary Sherry, and she was all about my my fraternity brother Tom. She wanted to get Tom into bed so bad, and Tom had zero interest in her. So she came with a pint of tequila one time to get Tom drunk and get him into bed. And Tom grabbed me and he's like, Matthew, you got to drink with this chick. So she just leave me the fuck alone, you know, you know, you know protect me. So I drank a pint of tequila with scary sherry. And uh, and I probably drank three quarters of it, you know, because she was a you know, thin little girl and I was a bigger guy. And I was so drunk and I was so drunk that my fraternity brothers were terrified that I would try to drive home because I didn't live in the house and I would die on the way home. And I was so drunk, I could not explain that Madhavi was coming to pick me up. Like they, I couldn't get those words out. So they locked me in someone's room. So in the fraternity house, so I couldn't drive home. And Madhavi showed up, and like she goes, I walk in the house, and everyone's like, "Oh, you got to find that. Oh my God, you have to find that." <laughs> and they were like, like so she comes and they have to unlock the door of my my brother Rob's room, and they unlock the door and let and let me out of the room. And then she that they two of my brothers helped half carry me to her car to get me in the car safely to go home because I was very drunk. And so we're driving home and Malavi decides she's afraid, I was probably under 21, so she was afraid that we would get in trouble if we got pulled over, unless she's stone cold sober. So she took the back way home to our apartment, we were living together. And it's all curvy, curvy roads. So instead of going on Western Boulevard, the main highway, she goes on all these back roads and just twists and turns, and I am sick. I'm trying so hard not to throw up. We get to our apartment complex. She parks. I get out of the car. I walk her over to a tree. And I start to puke my guts up. And while I'm puking, a car pulls up. And this girl comes out of the car. He says to Malavi, can you tell me how to get to wherever she was going? And Malavi's, so, so I go, and just stop throwing up and just stand there. And Malavi's like freaking out that I'm so sick. And trying to give directions to this girl. And then they finally leave. And as soon as they leave, I'm like, they're gone? I start throwing up again. So a joyously funny time in our lives.
0: I, instead of listening to almost any of your story, because <laughs> I'm going to listen to it in editing, <laughs> I, I I thought of three things I wanted to say, and I'm going to try to think if I can get through them. First of all, are those trapper keepers behind your head? I don't know. Let me look. It, I see the trapper keepers. They are
1: legitimately think... trap name yes, brand that's fucking trapper awesome.
0: Keepers. That's a lot of me trying to pay attention to your story. Was me being like, "Is that a trapper keeper behind his head?" Nice, nice. You were so here. The a thing good is, parent. I don't,
1: I don't know where these came from. So here's what, what's in here. Matthew was cleaning out a room for her mother to stay with us. These are like collectible cards,
0: Hey.
1: and I don't it's... collect cards. So somebody gave us these because oh, Matthew collects comics. He'd like this, but. Yeah. Ten or fifteen years ago, so I have no idea who gave it to
0: me. What us. year are those? Yeah, because I have the nineteen ninety four Spider Man complete edition. So these My are Godfather
1: Fleer Ultra X Men cards. Yep, yep. Um, ninety six. well no, the, 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 oh. no, that's not that, that's not the year. That's the numbering of the card. Ninety six. Oh. I,
0: I don't because mine were fl- Fleer.
1: Yes, I don't know what they are. Like literally, I never collected cards. Somebody gave these to me. Wow. And I would need to take a picture of my phone and blow it up. Yes, these are X-Men cards, and this one is yeah. So somebody gave us the Trapper Keepers with the cards in it.
0: Oh, I thought for a second your kids had Trapper Keepers.
1: And these are just generic generic X-Men cards. In this one, not not not. The other one was X Men. This is generic Marvel, rather.
0: Is this the same friend Tom that had this one? I
1: have no idea. I have no idea. Who no, there's a name, name
0: in the Trapper Keeper. What? It says Tom. Do I know a Tom. You just told a story about a Tom. Oh, Tom,
1: Tom Bowen. Like, no, no, that was Tom Bowen. You know what? Okay, I know where this came from. Hey,
0: I'm getting a little bit. I'm doing pretty good okay. for someone who.
1: So now this becomes sad. Then now I'm going to bring the house down. Oh. Tom was my um, a boss of mine in my old my old company. Uh, Tom was his son, and Tom died of a brain aneurysm at, 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 like, age 19. And so I guess Willie gave me Tom's cards, I guess. Uh, Yeah, so that's where I got him from. I got him from Willie after Tom died.
0: Wow. Okay, so now I feel terrible. Yeah, you killed him. I don't remember the second thing.
1: On the good side of Tom, Tom was drinking with his friends in his dorm room and passed out, like, after drinking one or two drinks. He passed out because he had a brain aneurysm. And his fraternity brother, his uh, roommates rather, I think they were, I think they actually were pledge brothers. They were pledging the fraternity at the time where they were just like fresh, like newly in the fraternity. They, instead of saying, oh shit, our friend drank too much and passed out and laughed at him. They called an ambulance for him and probably oh. saved his life. And he lived like another year. He dropped out of school, but they would come visit him in Raleigh all the time from their school. I think they were at Wilmington, UNC Wilmington by the, by the beach, by the coast. And they would come in and visit him um, all the time. And then they all spoke at his funeral. It was really nice. But he lived like another year after that. But he would have died that night if they had just said, oh no, he passed down and covered him in a blanket and left him there. He wouldn't have survived the night. Yeah. So he got a, a year of more life out of him
0: because his brothers reacted correctly. Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. It was Tom Bollocks. His name's in it.
0: So my third, I couldn't remember my second. My third point that I wanted to make. <laughs> on the I don't remember
1: the second, but I remember the third.
0: Yeah, I um, think it gets from third, second, though. It's, yeah, okay, cool. It's second. We're good. Um, It's gonna be a little bit of an awkward transition after, after your dead sad time. story. But I was gonna tell my, my drunkest ever story, which is when I was 21 years old.
1: Doing time without was, parole. No one could yeah. steer me right, but mama tried, mama tried.
0: I was gonna tell so i was twenty one and I was at work I was working at Home Depot and I was about to transfer from the Home Depot of Massachusetts that I worked at to one in Colorado so that I could move to Colorado, so they were throwing me a going away party and a going away party in an office where you have like maybe ten coworkers you you might get fucked up if everybody buys you a drink, but at Home Depot, when you're a head cashier so you know literally everybody at the store. And the entire store closes, and we go to the bar next door, and everyone buys you a drink. That was the drunkest I've ever been, and I. The details that I know about that night are not because I remember them, because I've seen video of them <laughs> on a 2005 camera phone. So, and I'm pretty sure it's
1: three MP. Gone.
0: Yeah, it had it, it had a um, it had a pixel pixel rate of two by two, um, but uh. So we went That's to That's like Noah's
1: Pixel Rate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get it.
1: <laughs> yep, so it took me a second. Little Noah's Ark joke there. The pixels yep. came on board the Ark two by two. Yep. So Anyway, I had this video of me getting drunk and being fucked by a goose. Right, okay.
0: No, so I was at this I was at this at this going away party for me. And I, people keep buying me drinks. And so there's a drink and there's a drink and there's a drink and, and I'm not a drinker. Like I, you know, I'm the most I've ever drank in, in, in a night when I wasn't being fed drinks is probably like seven. Like that's the number, you know, the, the most drinks ever. So I get crazy drunk and I'm like being wild and, uh, at one point, I go out to smoke. It's literally the first time I ever have a cigarette, but but my f- friends are going out to smoke. And instead of wanting a cigarette, I just took one of their cigarettes. They lit it. And I was like, I'm cool, like you guys. And I was like mocking them. And because I smoked, and I had never smoked a cigarette before, and I was drinking more than I ever drank before, I go into the bathroom. And so the layout of this bathroom, it's a Chinese restaurant three urinals, and then like three sinks, and then behind so all sure. that. It was, yeah. So, so, and then there's the stalls that are behind it, right? So, so I'm in urinal number three, and later on I co- I go out back to the table and the waitress comes by and she goes, somebody puked in the sink. And it was sink number one. And I was so fucking mad because I was drunk. And I was like, who would do that? That is so fucked up that I'm getting pissed off. And one of my coworkers is like, like, puts his hand on my shoulder. And I was like, chill, chill. They, they'll, they're going to clean it up. Waitress just walks away and he goes, that was you, buddy. You're the one who puked in the sink. <laughs> he goes, you were peeing and puking and it wasn't phasing you at all. <laughs> so that's my drunkest.
1: How drunk were you the night before your wedding? like Or bachelor party Maybe not not been the
0: night before, but what, your bachelor party, did you drink? I did, and I drank enough to puke, but it wasn't because <laughs> I drank that much. I think, so I, I don't even remember being drunk at all on the day of my bachelor party. I mean,
1: you're someone who throws up in a sink of a Chinese restaurant and doesn't know you did it, so I'll take that with a grain of salt. This is,
0: Well, I'll tell you the story, and then you'll be like, eh, yeah, that's, that's fair. So... My my bachelor party is like early August, so hot, hot day. We go paintballing. Then we go to, you know, like we go paintballing in the morning. We go out to my sister and brother-in-law's house after that um, for, you know, noon to to whenever. So and we do a cookout and we drink. So by the time we start doing... Adam is on the grill cooking stuff, and the rest of us start a game of Kings. And I've maybe had a drink already. He starts a game of Kings. You, do, you're you familiar with Kings? I am not. Kings is you take a deck of cards, you put a cup in the middle, you spread the the cards all around, and they different ones mean different things. So, like, six is chicks, fives is guys... So, anybody that's at the table that's a six, uh, uh, that's a chick has to drink, or a five, like, it's a guy has to drink. All of them have different rules. And then one of them, ace or something, is a waterfall. So, like, if you're the person who pulls the card, uh, the person nec- the person next to you has to drink. It has to go all the way around to you. And you have to drink as long as, everybody has to drink as long as the person to their right except for the initial taker of the card. So literally everyone in the queue basically is taking control of your drinking fate. So you're just chugging and chugging and, and they're handing me like, and I'm drinking beer at this point because I, which I never drink. I've never drank beer, but I'm drinking beer because I can't chug
1: anything else uh, or
0: die. Um, not rum, not, not, uh, not whiskey sour was the other one I said earlier. Amaretto sour. Um, is this going to be usable at all? Uh, <laughs> amaretto sour. Are you mad at me right now? No. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing that happens to me. Um, I always <laughs> think people get mad at me. Uh, so I, I can't drink Amaretto sour. So I'm getting, I'm water falling. And it's probably like literally my third drink at absolute most of the day. And I, I put the drink down before it's my turn to do it slide out of my chair like it's a deck chair right and i slide out of it and crawl over there's like a series of bushes off the edge of the deck and i just puke once wipe and i go back to drinking and and everyone's like okay and i'm like it's just heat i'm like i'm it's hot and i'm dehydrated and then i started drinking and then uh that was fun day my cousins were there and they were, two of them were 17, the other was 15. So they can't drink, but they wanted to, like, I wanted them to be at the party. I thought it would be fun. And cause it was mostly, it wasn't like that, like drinking wasn't the only thing. It wasn't just like drinking and strippers. It was paintball and then a barbecue. So it wasn't you know, All the things. Everybody.
1: I actually arranged a bachelor party for a buddy of mine who had been a in, in, uh, uh, Pentecostal preacher speaking in tongues and all that shit and then came yeah. out of religion and so his first marriage was Pentecostal. His second marriage was as an atheist. And I planned his bachelor party day, and we we did airsoft, you know, air, um, you know um, um, ball, you know, airsoft, whatever that's called. Yeah. yeah. And then we, um, then we went hard paintball. And yeah, then we, then we went to, a, then we went to a strip club. We went to a friend's house and drank and changed, whatever, showered, and then went to a strip club together. You know, all
0: of us. Nice. So We nice. So I'm with you on that. Nice. So the cousins. Not drinking, want them to be there. Okay. This is the, after this story we're gonna wrap it up. King King's uh they anyway, so they're not drinking, but they're participating in all the different drinking games that we're doing with Mountain Dews, which
1: So they're keen, but they're not drinking. They're yeah not buzz peeing,
0: but like, And oh my god, one of my cousins is so white and How white is he? And Adam kept calling him Edward Cullen because because he, he was practically sparkling. <laughs> Alright. I think we should sign off. Now. Okay. We should tell the listeners if you are watching us on YouTube I'm going to really try hard to be sober. I haven't had doobie to try a while. If, if you are watching if us on YouTube If thou art watching on the tubes of you the tube thou you tube. can hit the like, subscribe, ring the bell, whatever you want to do and we would love that. If you are listening to the podcast through <sighs> headphones on a podcast app, if it's Apple, it is a whole bunch of shit, you know, you can subscribe. Comment. Sub- you don't subscribe. You hit follow. Oh. Actually, you're right. The subscriber thing, though, is the... Co- uh, you're right. I'm sorry. The, r- the subscribers are the people who pay us. That's the um, one so that's I want. That's what I'm going yeah. for. I... I just want them to listen to the podcast. Oh, I want them to listening. they're
1: listening. They're here us now to give us fucking money so we can get drunk again.
0: Perfect. And we will get we'll just do like we'll do patron exclusive episodes when we hit a certain patron level and maybe some of those will be like pure unsense just a whole episode of fuck of shit faced.
1: And if you're listening to us on any other podcast catcher, go ahead subscribe,
0: and subscribe, follow subscribe, follow, like,
1: follow rate if you're allowed to rate. You know what? Sign up for iTunes and rate us on iTunes podcast um, app, yeah. even if you don't listen to us there. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating. So these guys are the funniest guys I've ever heard in my life, and they're drunk.
0: Yeah, if they say that, though, then we have to worry about them. If they think we're the funniest guys they have ever heard, that means they've literally never enjoyed coming. Oh,
1: that's right, before. because you're not that funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh... okay, we need to go because my wife is giving me the look.
0: My wife is downstairs, probably thinking. No, I don't think she does. All right. I will talk to you on the flippity flop.
1: Hey, everyone, thank you for um, shooting back a couple of shots of the big stuff.
0: The preceding podcast has been a Chocolate Diamond Media LLC production. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved.